0: Who do people say that I am? Jesus. Who do people say he is? And Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. Thank you. And on the way, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist, uh, risen from the dead. Others say Elijah, Old Testament prophet. And others, one of the other prophets. But he asked them, who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. Who do people say that I am? In 2015, the researcher George Barna asked people a similar question, their opinion of Jesus. And he found that of his uh, people surveyed, Americans more than 90% believe that Jesus was a real person, historic figure. More than 60% believe that he was God. I was surprised by that statistic. And about 50% believe that he was sinless. Interesting, more believe he was God than sinless. I'm not sure how to put those together. But the question is, who do people say that I am? In 1992, Michael Hart wrote a book called *The 100*, a ranking of the most influential persons in history. And he had a different, uh, a set of criteria for how he decided number one, number two, number fifty-six, number ninety-four, and he ranked the 100 most influential. Who do you think is number one according to uh, Hart's uh, criteria? Mohammed. Number two. Isaac Newton. Hmm. Maybe the modern world began with Newton. Number three. Jesus. Who do people say that I am? I see a wise teacher like Buddha that brings enlightenment? Is he a revolutionary like Lenin that to overthrow the government? Was he a spaceman? As one member of an alpha course that I was leading said to me, she said, well I think he was from outer space. Was he a demigod, half-god, quasi-god, like Joseph Smith said, the the founder of Mormonism, the closest created being to God, but not quite the deity? Who do people say that I am? Well, in Jesus' day, they said, well, John the Baptist. Somebody said, Elijah, come again. Some said, well, one of the prophets. Jesus said, who do you say? And Peter steps up. He's the leader. He steps up and says, you are the Christ, the Messiah. That is a good answer. It may not go far enough, at least at this point in our story, Because Peter and the other disciples were still equating the Messiah with a political figure, you know, governmental, kick the Romans out, uh, you know, bring in the the nation of Israel, build it up to its glory, like under the days of David and Solomon. And that's probably, that that misunderstanding is probably why uh, the last verse there, and he strictly charged them not to tell anyone because they weren't really getting it yet even though it's a pretty good answer, you are the Christ. At this point in the book, they have addressed him only as teacher or rabbi. Even though they have heard the demons call him the Holy One, the Son of God. They have heard a Gentile woman call him Lord, Lord. Who do people say that I am? You see, this answer, the Christ, was a good answer, but as I say, not quite far enough, because in Peter's mind, presumably the other disciples' minds, uh, this, uh, this figure would not embody Suffering. Christ, Messiah, political, kick out the Romans. Suffering. Eh, no, mm, does not But Jesus says, no, no, no. I am a suffering Christ. Uh, you guys don't, don't tell him, don't go talking about this yet. You're not, you're not quite there yet. But Jesus said, I will suffer. And that is our first teaching in this passage in the present, in in, in our life here, if we follow in Jesus' steps, it will include suffering. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. This is the first of three predictions that we're going to come upon in Mark. The next ones are coming right up uh, next week or the following week. First of three predictions where he says it plainly. I'm going to, I'm going to die, I'm going to suffer, I'll be rejected. He gets even more explicit in chapter 9 and chapter 10. And the main teaching of Mark may be the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to lay down his life as a ransom for many. Yes, I am the Christ. Good job, Peter, but hang on, hang on, I am a suffering Christ, present suffering and as I say, Peter didn't quite understand this. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Can you believe this? <laughs> took him aside. Jesus, come, come here, Master, uh, listen, listen, you gotta, come here, you gotta, you gotta like cut this kind of talk. This you you're gonna your disciples these guys I know these guys are kind of flaky anyway they're gonna leave you and and enough enough nobody wants to follow just come on Jesus he, he didn't get it did he even though Jesus said this plainly he could not put two plus two or one plus one together Christ suffering. And he re- began to rebuke Jesus. It's a hard word, this, this word rebuke. It's, it's a very stern word. It's the same word used previously in Mark where Jesus rebuked or silenced or cast out the demons. Stop it! That's what Peter's doing to his master. Wow. And so, Jesus rebuked him. Turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter, same word, and said, get behind me, Satan. Wow. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of men. Look, uh, Peter, good answer. I I am the Christ, but you're not quite there yet. So just, 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 just zip it, okay? Get behind me. That's the place for disciples following. The title of our series is Follow Me. And if you're going to follow me, you will follow me on the Via Della Rosa, the road of suffering. And it's the same with us. Nothing has changed in, in these intervening years, Right? And he called the crowd to him with his disciples. So come on, everybody, the whole crowd, everybody, same teaching for you guys. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. We have heard that before and we sing songs like take up your cross and follow Jesus. We sing these things. But you got to hear this through the first century ears. Take up your cross and follow me is bizarre and gruesome. I was searching around for an equivalent in today's culture. Take up your... I, didn't, I couldn't come up with one. Can you come up with it? It's an instrument of death Take up your lethal injection and follow me. Take up your hangman's noose. It's not just death, though. It is death by torture. It is not just physical suffering. It is, it's emotional. He's going to be rejected, and they're going to laugh at him, and yet his disciples will turn their backs on him. Take up your cross. Follow me. What does it look like on the, the day-to-day grind? Well, just you've got to apply this truth to yourself. If you're a disciple, you may want to buy that new video game. It's expensive. You've saved money. And then you hear about this need, and you have a choice. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm saying this is the life of discipleship. We have choices. And he says, take up your cross. You might have to deny yourself. You you want that promotion at work. Nothing wrong with that. But you have a choice because, in order to get that promotion, you're going to have to work like crazy. You're going to have to work on Saturdays. You're going to probably have to work on Sundays. And your kids are going to miss you. And, you know, it's going to consume your life. And you have a choice. You really, really want to get married. Nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. But perhaps it drives you to lower your standards to attract someone. Take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. Now look at his argumentation, look at the reasoning, you know, why we should take up our cross. We've got four fours. The word for means like because, you know, this is the argument here. Take up your cross and follow me. For whatever, uh, whoever would uh, save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. Take up your cross because what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? The next one is similar to that. For what can a, a man give in return for his soul? Oh boy, what about this last four? For whoever is ashamed of me, I think Peter was ashamed of him. Jesus, come on, man. Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man, ooh boy, Be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his father with the holy angels. Present suffering. That's what kind of Messiah Jesus is. So come with me in your imagination. Come with me. We're going to go visit the dog track. You know, like where they race dogs. Greyhounds, big old powerful greyhounds. All right, let's go. And uh, we, we enter and we're in the stands and we look down at the track and there's the track and uh, there's a little, uh, along the, the inside rail, there's like a mechanical rabbit. That's how they get the dogs to chase. It's a fake rabbit and I don't know, they might put like rabbit scent on it or something, I don't know, but we see it and, and we, we have a little tour and we go, we go uh, back to the kennels. And we see these, these big, old, uh, powerful, lean, probably half-starved, semi-abused greyhounds. And there's one over here, and he just looks down in the dumps. He's just, he's down on the floor, and his head's down, and you go up and you say, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? And the dog looks at you with big, liquid eyes, and says, I'm done. And you say, what, what, what do you mean? Like, you're done racing? I mean, you look powerful. You're not sick, are you? And the dog lifts up his hand. And he says, no, I'm not sick. I'm in the, actually in the middle of my career. I could, I could go another couple of years. I could still win a few races for my owner, but I'm done. And you say, what? What's up? And he... Gets up on his back haunches and he says, Listen, I just discovered that rabbit isn't real. I have been killing myself chasing that thing. I almost caught it twice. And I just found out it's not even a real rabbit. I am done. Listen, mister. I was made to run. Do you have anything better I could chase than this fake rabbit? Do you have ears to hear my little parable? You were made to run. And so you think about buying that video game. And you have a choice because you could invest that money in the gospel and you could find eternal benefit and reward. Or you could chase a rabbit. Or you... um, you, uh, you're tempted to work those long hours. You want that promotion at work. And instead, the Holy Spirit ministers to you, you disciples, and, uh, and you decide, I am not going to invest all that time Saturdays and Sundays in the long hours. I'm going to invest that time in my kids. I'm on a mission <laughs> for the gospel's sake. My goal is that generations from now, my children's children will love and serve God. All right, let's do it. Let's go. Let's get on with it. You really, really want to get married. That's a good thing. But the Lord hasn't, you know, it hasn't happened. And so maybe you decide, well, I'm, going to, I'm going to invest and devote my singleness to the gospel. You know, single people can do some things that married people can't do. You have some advantages. However you work it out, however I work it out, because I'm under the authority of this word too, here's the word. Present suffering. Deny yourself. Peter, I know you don't get it, but take up your cross, because that's what I'm doing. And follow me. And that is the first teaching of our passage. We're calling it present uh, suffering. Jesus laid aside his rights, he was made in the likeness of men, he came to serve, not to be served. Disciples, too. Now, let's turn the corner and let's look at the second teaching of this passage. What sustains us in this (laughs) this suffering? How do we keep going? Because it can be tough sometimes. It's interesting that the answer to that comes and Mark has so told this story here and so arranged things so that the very next thing, the very next, uh, you know, chunk of scripture after what we just read the very next thing is the transfiguration transfiguration Jesus is transformed before their very eyes and it's like Mark is saying yeah, present suffering, right future glory and he pulls back the curtain so we can see around the curtain. And he gives us just a glimpse, future glory. Let me read that to you in just a minute. But before I read that, that portion of the text, let me tell you another story. This is a true story, not a make-believe story with a greyhound. Uh, when I was in high school, I went spelunking. Do you know what that is? Cave exploring. And believe me, it was real cave exploring. It wasn't like, you know, a guided tour with the pretty, you know, colored lights and a a guide and everything. Uh, A couple of my, there were about five or six of us, and a couple of my friends had been to this cave before there in the, uh, the rocky hills of western Pennsylvania. and We called it Bear Cave, and they had been there before. And we wore old clothes because they were going to get real dirty. And we had flashlights. And we tied string to a tree outside the mouth of the cave. And as we went in, we unwound the string. And we went and we climbed over boulders. And and it was muddy and damp and dark in there. And and we got all, all muddy and we kept going. And we came to what seemed to be the end of the cave. The ceiling lowered and the walls came in and I thought well that's that's a dead end that that's the end of that and my friend said no we're going through I said going through I shined my light like going through where is it come on we've been here before you you, you got to see this on the other side the cave completely opens up again and it's just it's it's magnificent it's even better than this side so come on and so they led the way and uh, I was in the middle of the pack and I was the biggest one in our party and I had to get down like this and I had to get down on my hands and knees and I got into this area they called the squeeze tube and it was probably about maybe this big around I could barely fit I had to put one arm out in front of me and the other arm down here and then I just kind of wormed my way through. Just I couldn't get any traction there and I got in the middle of that thing and the rock was right there and I thought to myself, I'm in the squeeze tube. And my friends had already gone through. They were up, up ahead of me. They said, come on, come on, come on. You can do it. Come on. It's just another few yards, and my friends behind me were actually pushing on my feet. Come on, keep going. And 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 I kept warming my way through. And I made it. And as soon as I got through the squeeze tube, they were right. It opened up again. It was magnificent. It was like the inside of a cathedral and we unwound our string, and we went as far as we could go, as far as we had string. I don't know how much further we could have gone. Okay, why do I tell you this story? You're in the squeeze tube. What's going to get you through? This passage says, future glory have faith, persevere. Others have made it. And so Mark pulls back the curtain to give us a little glimpse of this future glory. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to to them Elijah and Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Mark just pulls back just the curtain here, just the, the corner of the curtain, so that we can see resurrection. Future glory. Will you remember that? If you are in union with Christ, that includes following him on the Via Della Rosa. Yeah, it also includes Resurrection. Eternal life. And let that sustain you in your suffering. Now you're going to have to walk by faith. (laughs) You're going to have to trust what other people have said and trust your own experience of this life with God. But you'll have to walk by faith. But Jesus tells us, I am going to the cross. I will be violently mistreated. I will be mocked by my own people. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. You too. But keep going. Because I am the first fruits of a coming resurrection. First fruit, interesting phrase. It's from 1 Corinthians The first, like the first part of the harvest. I'm the first one to rise. And if you are in union with Christ, if you believe in Jesus, if you are His disciple, you will rise. Let me show you what it's going to look like shining white. My beloved Son. You too. Hardship now. Glory later. Weeping endures for a night. Joy comes in the morning. If we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. And what will this resurrection body and existence be like? Words fail us. The Bible says we will have white garments like Jesus. Is that literal? I don't know. It's probably figurative, but you get the idea. Priestly garments, holy and clean, wedding garments. The Bible says we will have crowns, rewards. Is that literal? Uh, Probably not. I assume it's not, but you get the idea. Well done. Rewards. Enter into the joy of your Lord. The Bible says we will have resurrection bodies and this what is mortal will be put off. Is that figurative? That is not figurative. No more joints that refuse to flex. No more Alzheimer's. No more failing physical and mental abilities. Future, future glory. So who do men say that I am? Well, some people say this, some people say that, some people... You are the Christ, correct, but let's nuance that. I am a suffering Christ, you too. I will be what I have been, glorified, shining, eternal life, you too. present suffering the future glory our gracious heavenly father we trust you and pray that you will increase our faith so that we can live on the basis of your holy and inspired word help us lord in jesus name amen